apologize. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. Hello there. It's your favorite host in all the podcast. I'm Obi-Jan Kenobi with a brand new episode of Talk Nerdy 2 Electric Boogaloo Rise of the Dawn of the Revenge of the Return of the Escape to the Sequel. Wow. Just again. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Someday yeah. I'm going to write them all down, but uh, it's more fun just to make them up on the spot. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Obi-Jan Kenobi. With me... Um, a right-hand man, the guy who keeps the nerd in talk nerdy to me, Commander Scott. I like bourbon. I have an off week every now and then. I like bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> and to his right, making his glorious return to the show, he's been missing for far too long, he is our resident expert on all things guns, beer, and titties. Ladies and gentlemen, Julian's back. Yes, I've, uh, I've been drinking lots and lots of beer, so... Not so many titties, but lots of guns. I have bought, like, <laughs> what, two new guns and sent one off to get stippled since I've been on the show? Yeah. yeah. I was there for one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. To get what? Stippled. Stippled? So, yeah, if you take, like, a soldering iron, or you, you basically you grind the grip down. Yeah. And you take, like, a soldering iron, you, you literally, like, melt it to where it creates grooves mm-hmm. or different patterns, mm-hmm. and all it does is it increases friction, so. Yeah. Um, there's a guy down in Texas named Defcon Three. He'll never listen to the show, but he's fucking <laughs> awesome. Uh, he's like the best in the business right now. Like it's super hard to get a hold of, and like he'll put patterns, he'll put laser emblems and stuff on it, dude. It's I'll have to show you my. Uh, well, yeah, it's I'll awesome. See it when we get back, next time when you come to the house. So you already got one done like this? Mm-hmm. Oh. Actually, I've got three. Only one by him though. Ah, nice. And this has been Gun Talk with Julian. <laughs> yep. I can't think of a better way to kick off Julian being back. <laughs> My illustrious temporary return. Until you are called to duty yet again. Again. And duty. again. Duty. <laughs> My we, duty. We are our powers combined. Top 32 Electric Boogaloo. And thank you for listening. Uh, this week is is sort of like a state of the franchise, but like in a mini form. Mm-hmm. All of our topics today are a variation on one theme. That theme is Evil Dead. Tis pussy. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're about to get groovy. Uh, we're talking about Evil Dead this week in all of its many forms. And to, to kick things off, it wouldn't be us if we didn't talk about uh, an area... That we don't talk about enough on the show, but we're going to try to figure out how to, and that is board games. So we are going to specifically talk for the first part of the show about Evil Dead 2, the yeah. board game, yeah. which Scott finally got his hands on. I did, and uh, I'm just going to put this out there. For the show this week, we are talking about two things, Jack and shit, and Jack left town. So I don't really leave shit that we're talking about. 
So no, I, I did uh, back in 2016. Um, and for any of y'all who don't know this and want to look it up, you really should because it's a hilarious story. A company named Space Goat Productions. <laughs> Not Space Ghost. Not Space Goat. Space Goat Productions um, decided to uh, enter into the world of board game. Uh, it's airsoft. That's like publishing. a game. Oh, um, is this being for the Hopper? Okay. Because um, they were doing, they did some comic publishes and uh, publishing up to that time. They decided to become a, a board weird. game publisher, and they got the the rights to do the Evil Dead Two board game. Uh, I forget who designed the game, but they did a Kickstarter on it. I think they wanted. I forget what the initial was. They wanted like ten grand or something like that for the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter ended up raising just a little over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So yeah, yeah. God damn, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And over the course of the next four years, well, let me back up. Two and a half to three years. Let me pause right there, just for if you've never backed a game on Kickstarter, on average. You're looking at what, about a year, year to a year and a year half? half? For, you know, reputable companies that have done it and everything. Between when the, the game is backed to when you can actually expect to get your hands on the copy. Exactly. Because right. on Kickstarter, you're not buying a game that's nope. done. You're backing the production yes. of this game. Yes. So you go in knowing you're going to have a bit of a wait. You're going to have a bit of a wait. Everybody knows that. Um, however, after three years, multiple... Other Kickstarters, I think over the course of three years, they launched like four Kickstarters and raised almost $1.5 million. Thumb. What, what are we doing? What am I? Oh. There you go. That's weird. Yeah. That's fucking lame. That's yeah, I know it is. God damn it. Whoever designed that. So I, I pulled a parade of all my fake guns out for Julian to inspect, and uh, he's he's just okay. having some, <laughs> some complaints about one. Well, that's because the uh, the... Realistic-ish looking 1911 that you have does not behave like no, a 1911 no, no. at all. It's because it's a CO2 airsoft gun. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, back to sorry the board game. Back on top. Yeah. So Facebook Productions over the course of uh, a year and a half raised like 1.5 million dollars from various Kickstarters Holy and shit. sundry other things uh, and everything, and delivered on none of them. Eventually, <laughs> eventually they closed their brick and mortar store. The company went completely gone. the The guy that ran the company completely deleted his online presence. He completely ghosted. Um, the uh, some uh, some people who used to work for him basically came out and said that uh, he uh, um, the money just went to his head basically, and he just misappropriated all the funds. It all went to it, it all hookers went, and blow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Lamborghinis. Lamborghinis, <laughs> exactly. Hookers and blow. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for the for the most part, uh, we pretty much considered the, the, the game dead. If you go on Google and look up the original Kickstarter, you should, because the comment section, mm-hmm. so it, it, grossed, it topped out like somewhere around like 27,000 comments. Because it just became an online community yeah. for all of us. And, and what was really fun is when somebody would jump in like six months later or a year later and say, hey, I forgot all about this. Did this ever ship? <laughs> 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 Which, to be fair, if you're like Scott, you back so many games. Sometimes you forget about you forget one or two. About them. Um, so now I backed it at just the minimal level. It was like 80 bucks. Right. There were people who went in all in with all the extras, like $350 on this mm. thing, and got nothing. Um 
But then about a year ago, uh, a company called Jasco Games uh, resurrected Evil Dead 2, the board game. They got the rights to do the board game. They got a lot of the original art. They got uh, all the original minis and tooling that were made for the first game because the company, Space Goat, never paid the production you know, people in China mm-hmm. for the, the work that was done. So uh, They got all the assets, including the original Kickstarter backer, and uh, they launched a new campaign with a new game. The only thing they could not get the rights to was the original game itself, so they had to come up with a whole new game. Game mechanics and everything. Yeah, a whole new game mechanics and everything. <laughs> Um, and it funded about a year ago, and they did this. They went in with the caveat that if this funds, every member of the original Kickstarter from Space Goat Productions would get a copy of this game. Uh, which That's awesome. I thought was a, f- a fabulous thing like, that, that Jasco would They didn't do. have to do that, they but did it's not awesome have to, to do exactly. that. Exactly. They had the original, and so finally, two weeks ago, after, uh, Four years of waiting. Um, I finally got my ship notification, and within three days of getting a ship notification, the, my, my games arrived. I said wow. games because I backed the new Kickstarter as well to help it fund, so I right. they got two copies. Right. So, because I'm like that. Yeah, I, I didn't consider I didn't consider my original eighty dollars lost. I considered it well spent money just because I got to watch and read through the comment thread for three years. <laughs> the entertainment value uh, the of that, entertainment yeah. value on that was worth eighty dollars for me. I thought it was great. It was wonderful. So we finally got the game in, uh, and we decided that we were going to do some playthroughs. Uh, and I think we've done um, four playthroughs right now. Uh, Julian, you've only done. One playthrough with us, what, what but I won. You I'm a win. goddamn winner. You are a winner. I was victorious in my only attempt. Uh, what was my impression? Yeah, what'd you like? Uh, he got thrown in, kind of in, tossed in the deep end because we'd played before and we, we kind of yeah. we gave him a very brief uh, run through of the rules. Yeah, for the most part, I was just uh, running around like a chipping my pants down because I had no idea what was going on, <laughs> but. I figured it out. Uh, by Towards the end, I realized what was going on. Uh, it definitely became more of a team-based strategy than a single player, which I remember uh, enjoying about Ghostbusters a lot. So uh, it was a lot quicker than Ghostbusters. Yeah. It was quicker so, than Ghostbusters. Yeah. For me, like games like that, speed equal fun. So the faster, yeah. the better. Um well, the more times we can play it, it's just for me, not for yeah, everybody. Yeah. It's just like sex. Well, I mean, some people like to go nice and slow, but yeah. people like to jackhammer and be done in twenty-eight seconds. So, well, you know, I got uh, to get back to my porn browsing. On the yeah, phone. exactly. So, <laughs> one, in, I mean, after twenty minutes, I'm just ready to go to bed. I'm done with the board game. I'm done jerking off. I'm, I'm ready to go to bed. Take the dogs out and go to sleep. Fuck well, it. With, with board games, it's a, it's a balance. You know, play time versus you know how much fun you're having, so you can. Uh, get games. Uh, it, the game has some very interesting mechanics. Um, uh, one thing that I thought was interesting is uh, it utilizes a hidden roll mechanic. Yeah. Um, and it, it does so in, in a way that other games don't, and that is everybody gets you know dealt either a human or deadite uh, roll. Or in Scott's case, he gets the diabetes card. Yeah. Diabetes and human. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the beginning of the game, you don't know what you are. Everybody goes in. Yeah, with the first the round, you have no idea what you are. Yeah, and it could be the first two, three, four rounds before you know what you are because the way the game triggers, uh, what gets revealed when. Uh, so I, I made I that like one that. night after watching The Mandalorian too much. 
and a Lord of Blaster. So it's a crossbow. I was going to say, I thought it was a, I thought it's it was a crossbow pistol, pistol crossbow, yep, yeah. and some PVC pipe and some bits and shit I had around the house. Yep. As Sorry, you were. I, I, As uh, you were. <laughs> I pulled out my crate of toy guns to keep Julian occupied. There's yep. a lot of them in there. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it, that was a mechanic I did not expect the game to have. The whole like you can become a deadite, yes. uh, which I. The first, so when we played with Shot the first three rounds, I don't think it ever really was a factor. No, the only time the first three games that we played that anybody became a deadite, it was it was me, and I became a deadite so late in the game that there was no way I could win because we had already deposited like cause so the goal of the game is you're running around the cabin, you got deadites everywhere, and you're uh, collecting pages of the Necronomicon, and you you have to go to the portal, and if you're a human character, you have to cast these pages uh, to... So you need so many pages to close the portal. If you're a Deadite character, you need so many pages to open the portal. Um, so, like I said, that, that, that's, that one game where I became a Deadite the last time we played, it was... I had already deposited, like, you know, four pages to the to the human side, and then I became a Deadite, and I'm like, well, shit... Sucks to yeah, suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was just so late I couldn't do anything. I was, it, it was bad. I've lost so much momentum. It wasn't good. Overall, though, I, I think our biggest takeaway is it's very easy for the humans to win. It has been so far. Now, we've only ever played with three people, and it supports up to six. It so does. I think the more people you get in and the more people you have as deadites, and when they turn up as deadites yes. could definitely affect that. The first three times we played, we came away with the, the impression this was way too easy, way too simple. Yeah. Uh, and we had lots of uh, workarounds we wanted to add to the game and, and try it. And I still want to get to those and try them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after this round, I really feel like, okay, now that we played long enough, because yeah. our first couple games only went... 30 minutes, maybe 45. This last one went uh, about a full hour. Yeah, it went uh, the full hour, which is the recommended time exactly. for, the, for the game. And it was much more, uh, I don't want to say difficult, but it was much more challenging this time. Yeah. I had to really think about my moves instead of just, uh, I'll go here and look at this pile. Yeah. Uh, I'll go over here. Um, some of the biggest drawbacks, uh, some of the biggest deficiencies to the game, I, I think, are one is the, the, the human to deadite card ratio. Uh, that the game has you build for the hidden role. Uh, right now, it's um, four cards per player. So if you're playing with three, it's going to be um, 12 cards. If you're playing with uh, four players, it's going to be 16 cards. And uh, for the number of players, you take the number of players, divide by two, round down for the number of Deadite cards. So uh, I think we came up with um, changing that to three cards per player, uh, half rounded up for dead eye cards. Uh, I think that'll make a, a better ratio. Uh, which we we tried that a little bit and it did, but you know the humans won four out of four games. They did. Only one of them was close. That's twenty five percent. Yeah. And, uh, and I will say you did a very good job as a dead eye Scott. Thank you. Uh, I, I tried. I, I messed up a couple of times. Fuck you, you dead eyed fuck. <laughs> I don't know how many times I can say it. <laughs> no, did I mean the same dead eye? <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, overall, I like the game. Um, I want to play more. I want to play with higher higher game count. Yeah, higher player um, count. I do have a couple other house rules that I'd like to add. So, we, we added the house rule of uh, that we changed the 
the, uh, the, the the ratio in the corruption cards. Uh, we added a house rule uh, where instead of scaling up the number of pages that you need per player, we just go ahead and play with all the pages. Yep, to extend the game out. Uh, our biggest rule was the first few playthroughs we noticed it was real, no real incentive um, to, to combat. To fight. There is no incentive for a player to attack the knights. No. no. Uh, so the, what we thought of adding, we haven't played with this yet to see how it affects it, but we thought... Uh, if you're on a space with deadites, you can't search on that space if there's deadites yes. in it, which would incentivize you to attack. Yeah. But, like you pointed out this last game, if every time I attack and fail, I have to do a virtue check, and if there's a limited number of virtue or of corruption cards to come out, yes. that even further de-incentivizes? Yes. Yes. Is that a but, word? But, but right now... De- so, so, yeah. So right now... Discourages you from combat. Discourages yeah, you, you from combat. But right now, if you attack a deadite... If you attack the Deadites, you risk wounds, mm-hmm. uh, and you risk uh, virtue, uh, having to do virtue checks. Which, like you said, if the virtue deck, if the corruption deck ever runs out, then uh, the Deadites win. So, there's no incentive to attack. No. There, there, there's no reason to. It, it, it's all bad. So, you need a balance of good, of risk versus reward. And right now, for attacking, there is no, no reward. reward. It's yeah. just risk. Um, but uh, but if 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 we do the having to search, then that I think will balance out a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm looking forward to trying with that house roll. Yeah, the game is fun. I enjoy it. It's four times playing now. I think I'm finally getting the hang of how it works. Uh, but definitely need to play with more than three people. Um, can you still get a copy for listeners at home? Can they still go buy a copy, or is it just the Kickstarter? As of right now, it is just the... Actually, no, I'm going to take that back. I will take that back, because... Um, no, wait, I'm, I'm thinking of a different game. He's going to take back what he took back. I'm going to take back the take back, because <laughs> I was thinking of a different game. Because he's Sorry. a dead-eyed fuck. He doesn't <laughs> know what he's talking about. <laughs> Brains is good for me. Um, no, as far as I know, Jasco is... Publishing the game for retail, so at some point, at some point, um, I assume after all the kickstarters, you know, have have done their thing. Uh, so I was actually thinking of another game that I kickstarted, which was supposed to ship in November of last year, and it's already on Amazon and in local game stores, and and I still haven't gotten my copy of the game, and there's a lot of us who are pissed about that. But um, yeah, that's the joy of Kickstarter is when yeah, you back a game on Kickstarter, they guarantee you're going to get it first, and then it's in retail stores before you get your Kickstarter yeah. copy. That's always fun, fuckers. Um, so, uh, but um, so far, my biggest complaint of the game, my biggest one. I know where you're going. There's no fruit cellar. You're going to the fruit cellar. Oh, the fruit cellar. Of course, I'm going to the damn fruit cellar. It's, it's there, part of the game. I will let me let me reassure fans. There is a work shed, which if it was yes. missing, would be uh, blasphemy. There is a work shed, but there is no fruit cellar. There's, There's the trap door for the fruit cellar because that's where you spawn Henrietta when mm-hmm. she comes into the mm-hmm. game. But uh, there, there's it's not a it's not a, a location you can go to. Um, and to me, that that whole for the whole fruit cellar is just 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 you know, it's it's integrated into Evil Dead. You got the cabin, and especially the fruit Evil Dead Two. Yes, There's a lot of that movie. That's him going through the whole third act. Is him braving the cellar yes. to get the pages back. Exactly. So I have taken it upon myself, being the me that I am, 
uh, to write a fruit seller expansion for the game. Now, remember when I said Scott's the guy that keeps nerdy and taught nerdy to me? <laughs> now, listen to Scott describe you the entire ad hoc rule set <laughs> and uh, uh, location he has added to this game. Well, so I went on. I went on the internet and I actually came across the original artist for the original game from Space Goat Productions. Uh, which I can't hear that name without laughing. Yes, so. The original artist for the game, not the game designer, but the artist for the game, uh, has posted the original artwork that he created for the tiles and locations online. And uh, I took his fruit cellar, because in that game the fruit cellar was a location. You go there. Um, so I've got the fruit cellar you know, location. It's two zones. I'm like, okay, this is, this is cool. This is liable. And so what I have come up with and I don't know if I've gone through all this with you yet or not, but so f- when you're playing with the fruit seller, first of all, Henrietta does not spawn. Henrietta is always in the fruit seller. She will start on the board in the fruit seller. Okay, makes sense. So it's so it's two zones. There's the the landing where you come down the stairs, and you got one more zone past that, with one door to get in. So uh, Henrietta will just chill there. Okay. Uh, unless a, a player, a human character, comes down to the landing, then on the deadite turn she'll move and attack just like she normally would. Um, if Henrietta's spawn card comes up, you just put her on the trap door. She's she's broken out of the fruit cellar. Okay. If she's defeated, put her back in the fruit cellar. Simple. Um, so on your turn, I'm sorry, on the deadite turn at the end of the phase. So you, so at the beginning of the game or at the beginning of each phase, you have the event phase, you have the player phase, you have the deadite phase. So in the deadite phase, um, when you get attacked, uh, two options on the dice is the the deadite will either make you drop a page of the Necronomicon if you have one, or it'll make you drop it and do a wound. So with the fruit seller add-on, when you drop it, instead of dropping the page in your area, it goes to the fruit seller with Henrietta. So you'll have to go into the fruit seller to get the pages back. I like that. Which is, in my very thematic. Yeah, it ties right into the game. Yeah. Or the movie, yeah. Um, plus, you've got Henrietta down there to deal with. It's fucking bullshit. But there it is. Um, so, also, there's one aspect. Uh, so, in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of Deadite, you know, Deadites and Deadite player, or Deadite characters and stuff get locked in the fruit cellar, you know. You know, it's like that. So... The uh, the rule set I'm going in with, and keep in mind we haven't play tested this yet, so I don't know about balance, but I'm considering that the trap door is locked, okay, with okay. the chain and everything. Okay. But the players will have keys, so the players can go in. So is is key an item you have to find? No. I'm okay. Assuming they have them. Okay. Uh, so the characters can move in, and while the while a character while any human character is in the uh, um, the fruit cellar. Mm-hmm. Deadites on their turn will move into the fruit cellar as part of their moving. They'll 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 chase down into the fruit cellar. Okay. Okay. Um, but if there's if there's no players in, then the the trap door is considered locked because they locked it when they came back out. So any deadites that are there can't move back out on okay. their own. Okay. Okay. So you could theoretically trap deadites down there. Okay. Uh, now, however, you have the, the, the risk versus reward thing, because if you drop pages, that's where they're going. Right. So if you try to tra- trap things down there, cool. Um, also, if a deadite player 
is down there by himself, he can always move out. Okay? So players cannot lock other players in there because I feel that would be boring if another player got locked there. They wouldn't have any, any means of escape. Right. Now, that being said, that's not thematic to the movie because they did lock, you know, a former... Mm-hmm. They locked, uh, not Linda. Was it Linda or was it Cheryl? I don't remember. One of, they locked one of them down there. Um, so that being said, if players want to forego that and make it so that, you know, it, it's your game. Do what you want, yeah. you know. If you want to forego that and, and be able to lock other player characters, I say go the fuck for it, you know. Do it. Um, so that's the, 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 the base gist of what I've come up with. It's just one page of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to post them to probably Board Game Geek uh, tonight or tomorrow, probably tomorrow, um, in the file section and let people try it out for themselves. Now, I'm not posting uh, the, the artist's artwork to Board Game Geek because it's, it's, not, it's not my artwork. That's fair. But in the rule set, I have put the link in the address of where they can go find it, where he posted it. So, yeah, I look forward to trying that out. There you go. So, all right. I also look forward to it. Uh, it's a really fun game. Um, whenever it does get put up for retail, we will come back and circle back to it. But, um, yeah, it's fun. I really want to play with more than, than three people sometimes, see how that affects the gameplay. Uh, this last playthrough was the most fun I think I've had yet because shit got real. The fucking rape tree popped up finally. The rape tree popped up. Um, yep. Yeah, it wasn't just the hand coming out every time. I like the hand. The I hand is great, but we fun. kept getting the hand the first like three games, and we so we this this last round we had deadites, possessed deer, evil squirrels, the rape tree, bad ash. Henrietta. And Henrietta, and then Henrietta went to her final, final form, form yeah, of the good, long neck Henrietta. Yeah, so we got Henrietta, yeah. we got most of the Deadite bad guy uh, pieces on the board this last yeah. game. We still haven't got Applehead on the board yet. We haven't got Not to, yet. to him. I'm hoping that the rule set of uh, of um, uh, the the rule change, the house rule that we're going to implement of you can't search when a Deadite is on yours, will uh, make it to where we get to uh, Applehead. Because personally, right now, the game is fun, and I like a lot of aspects of it. I feel the game is not balanced. Because, like I, I said, we've played four games, the humans have won every time, and only one of them was what I felt they were going for with design. So you're literally talking, right now, we're at 25%. Um, and we've never gotten to Applehead. So. That's a better success rate or failure rate, or are going to look at it, than the thing. Which we've been playing every chance I can possibly get since I've got the game and the humans have won yes. once. Yeah. It's actually kind of like their opposite ends of yeah. the, you know, yeah. the same point. <laughs> the thing, it's impossible to win if you're a human. <laughs> and apparently Evil Dead, it's pretty much impossible to lose if you're a human. Yeah. So far if, anyway. If you like playing humans and you want to win, play Evil Dead. There you go. If you like playing aliens and you want to win, play The Thing. But always remember, diabetes and human. Diabetes and human. Always. <laughs> All right, we're going to shift gears slightly. We're going to stay on topic of Evil Dead. We're going to get out of board game territory uh, because we have news about Evil Dead. Which, I mean, first of all, we have news, which is fun to talk about because we haven't had news to talk about on the show for a long fucking time. Um, so, the man himself, the myth, the legend, the chin that could kill Bruce Campbell, Ralph Nader. Uh, Wait, sorry. Bruce, motherfucking Cam- Bruce, I'm not wearing that shit, Campbell. <laughs> uh, 
So, okay, back up and tell the story then. So when we, we had the honor and privilege of meeting Bruce Campbell last year at Scarefest, uh, or was it, was it LCTC? One of them. One of the conventions here in town. I think it was, no, I'm I wasn't sure, there. I'm pretty sure it was Scarefest. Um, I went to go get my picture taken. It was me and Grit, uh, and we brought the photo pack, which is the yeah. super lightweight proton pack we have. And I was hoping maybe Bruce Campbell would throw a proton pack on for a picture, because how badass would that be to get Ash with a proton pack, right? So I, I went out to him when we were in the first handful of people to get our pictures taken, uh, and, I, and I pitched him the hey, this is you know, I was wondering if you'd throw this on for our group. It's, it's super light, and he just looked to me with the back of uh, the pack I was wearing. He goes, "Yeah, I'm not wearing that shit." I was like, "All right, cool, fine." Drop the pack down, took our picture. Like I wasn't going to be that asshole to try to talk him into it. Um, the next day, when I went to get uh, his autograph, rather than just getting a generic eight by ten, I took our photo to get signed. And I went back and said, "I don't know if you remember me or not." Uh, and he's like, yeah, Ghostbuster guy. And I was like, okay, close enough. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm flat. I mean, he's not tried. wrong. Yeah, no, not no, wrong. He's, he's not. Uh, so I, I went through the story again about uh, the, the not wearing the pack, and he kind of made a face like, like I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. Like it was funny. It was hilarious. Uh, you, you looked at me and said, I'm not wearing that shit. It was hilarious. We were laughing about it all weekend. Would you please sign this, John? I'm not wearing that shit. And he chuckled and goes, absolutely. So I have an autographed picture of me and Bruce Campbell with him saying, John, I'm not wearing that shit, Bruce. Um, so, John, I'm not wearing it. that shit, Bruce Campbell, was talking to Empire Magazine, um, and they specifically brought up what's going on with Evil Dead. A little bit of good news, bad news. Um, Ash vs. Evil Dead is dead. It's done. It's over. It's finished. If you haven't finished season three, finish season three. Uh, you'll get why. Um, but it wasn't necessarily that they wrote themselves out of doing another season. It was just that stars didn't want to pick it up because ratings were dropping. But uh, I did read ahead. Uh, the way they left off season three is, is perfection for Evil Dead fans. I'm on season eight. I'm on episode eight of season three. It's right aggravating, now, so. but perfect. Um, so that that like is damn cliffhanger. Is what it's gonna be. <laughs> that is for all intents and purposes done. And and when the show ended in 2018, Bruce Campbell did announce he is done playing Ash. He's like, it was, it's been a great ride, but I'm done playing Ash. I'm retiring the character. I give that 50-50. He actually, you know, sticks to his guns and never playing Ash again. But what we're going to talk about is he brought up Evil Dead four or five or whatever you consider it. Another Evil Dead film yeah. is coming, and he said, I'm going to quote him now. Uh, we're just getting off the phone with Lee Cronin, we being him and Sam Raimi, uh, who is writing and directing the next Evil Dead. Uh, it's called Evil Dead Now, Sam Handpicked Lee. That's Lee Cronin, the new director. Uh, he did a cool movie called The Hole in the Ground, which I'm going to go watch now. Uh, we're going to get that sucker out as soon as practical. I think it's about an outhouse. The Hole in the Ground? The Hole yeah. in the Ground. <laughs> I really think it's just a dude going out of his house in the, like the nineteenth century. So is that shit. where the the, the, night. <laughs> the old <laughs> adage of you don't know your ass from a hole in the exactly. ground? Exactly. Yep. Same thing. Okay. There you go. Perfect. Uh, I went on to to clarify as with Fadi Alvarez's twenty thirteen Evil Dead, which to quote Koran is better than it had any right to be. Uh, this won't feature Ash. Who has hung up the chainsaw and shotgun? Blah 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 blah. From this point forward, this is from Bruce Campbell. Uh, they kind of have to stand on their own. They being the the movies, uh, which is fine and liberating. You could have different heroes, different heroines. In this case, this one's going to be a little more dynamic. I don't know what the fuck that means. Wasn't there a female lead in the last one? Mm-hmm. Uh, we so just want to keep a... the series current, and the mantra yeah. really is that our heroes <laughs> and heroines are just regular people. That's what we're going to continue. So. I was going to say, this time it's going to be a 
green-haired pansexual Wiccan as the hero. So, Chip? You can't say his name. We just Chirp. did. Chirp. <laughs> Why can't I say that? Uh, he doesn't listen anyway, so fuck him. <laughs> fuck you, Chip. It's gonna star Chip. <laughs> Chip Gillock versus Evil Dead. Fuck you, you dead-eyed fuck. I just can't dead-eyed say it fuck. enough. Yeah. Uh, so, with all those cards on the table, uh, what do we think about this news? Are we excited? Are we jived? Scott's making kind of a meh face. I'm on the fence. Okay. Because, I mean, I get, you know, Bruce Campbell wants to leave. I mean, he's, he's getting older, and Ash is a very physically demanding role. He just is. Uh, and you want him to go out before he jumps the shark. You don't want him to stick around until he's, you know. You mean jumping the shark like in Evil Dead 3? <laughs> Army of Darkness, like... Man, Riding a army, unicorn army, over the shark? Army, army of Darkness, Darkness is fantastic. Beautiful. It is fantastic, <laughs> and I love it. But if you want to talk about something jumping the shark, like you're throwing in demons and that's everything right. else. Ah, I think that was perfectly set up in the second movie. It was, it was and, great. And, and carried through flawlessly in the third film. Uh, <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm just saying. If we're going to be... That being said, yeah, it does get a little away from the there's a cabin in the woods oh, yeah, and shit it happens. Does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it's kind um, of a different genre. A steam-powered Buick? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. So, I don't know. Um, or whatever he drives, yeah. Basically, you know, reading this and everything, it sounds like, you know, they're, they're obviously wanting to take the Evil Dead into a more of an anthology kind of a, a, a room where they can they can do whatever with every movie, and, and, and that's fine. But, uh, I don't know, Ash Ash's character, whoever they bring in to replace Ash for this movie... It's got some big shoes to fill. Well, to, to carry the, the, the thing. Let me pause right there. Have you, have you both seen the 2013? Not. Okay. Then I'm going to spoil some shit for you then. Fine. Go ahead. Uh, first of all, and I cannot say this enough, it is way better than it has any right to be. When you say it's an Evil Dead remake, your bar is pretty fucking low already because mm-hmm. Evil Dead shouldn't have worked. But it did. It should have. Uh, because of, because of Sam Raimi and Bruce and Campbell. Bruce Campbell. The remake, I think, succeeds because it doesn't try to out Evil Dead, Evil Dead. It doesn't try to out Ash, Ash. There's no Ash character. It's not, this person is basically Ash, but we'll call him something different. There's no Ash. Okay. There's a a, a protagonist, but there's no Ash. And in fact, it plays on your expectations. At one point, there's a character, it's a guy, who's wearing a very Ash outfit, the blue shirt. He just killed someone that's very close to him with a shovel, and you're like, oh... He's going to be the Ash, and then like 30 seconds after he has kind of a hero moment, he's dead. Oh, nice. They play against your expectations, because they were very much like, we are not trying to replace Ash. Yeah. We're not trying to outdo Bruce Campbell. You can't do it. You can't do it. So, in, in, I've said this before, I'll say it again. The genius of Aliens mm-hmm. was that it didn't try to repeat Alien. Mm-hmm. It took the concept, it took the groundwork, it took the characters in the world the first movie created... And it did its own thing with all that. Yes. It wasn't trying to repeat the same notes and the same story beats. Yeah. The Evil Dead remake is the same thing. It's not trying to be Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness is action comedy with some horror elements in it. Yes. Which is not bad. It's awesome. But it's not really a horror movie. The Evil Dead movies, the further they get on, the further away from real horror they get, they get into more gross-out action comedy. Which, yes. again, nothing wrong with. Evil Dead remake 2013... Is straight up survival horror. It is. There's tons of gore. Uh, there's lots of great effects in it. The rape tree makes a comeback. Oh, that's good. Uh, the rape tree. It is the Evil Dead remake is what the original Evil Dead was trying to be, which is a low budget, high concept horror movie. 
and it nails it. Uh, the, the body horror in it is fantastic. The gore effects are fantastic. It gives you enough character development to kind of give a shit about these people when the shit hits the fan. It has a fantastic explanation for why these people don't get the fuck out of this cabin sooner. Uh, they're there to help one of their friends basically go cold turkey off of, I think it's heroin. So when she starts seeing all this weird shit and freaking out, they assume she's just going through withdrawal and ignore her because she's going through withdrawal. Uh, which is why, you know, it gets you around that question of why haven't they fucking left yet? Um, it's, again, shouldn't work, but it was fantastic. And my favorite story of that is Fady Elver as the director. When Sam and Bruce came to him and said, we want you to, to direct this remake, he's like, why do you want to remake Evil Dead? Like, they came to this guy like we are we are handing you this prize like I don't want to do that why would you want to do that and they said no, no, no. yeah uh, and throughout production uh, Fede said yeah, he, he'd come he would go to Sam or, or Bruce with the question about something and they would say what do you think Just do what you would do we hired you because we want you to make this movie we don't want you to make our movie make your movie and it succeeds it's it's it's, it's a great movie if that's the mentality they have going forward is that. It's going to be maybe anthology. It's going to, and I always thought the Necronomicon itself is enough of a carryover f- from movie to movie. You don't necessarily have to be in that cabin all the time. That's just true. You could go to different locations with different yeah. characters. Well, Ash vs. Evil Dead proves that. Exactly. Um, it writes itself. And there's also kind of a theory that there may be more than one Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. Even more uh, a chance to, to really take this world and do an anthology, or not to say anthology movies, but standalone movies that are basically tales from the Necronomicon. Yeah. Uh, I think that's great. If, if, if they want to do, uh, if that's the mentality they have, is we're going to find really good up and coming directors and give them a chance to make a movie in our universe, that sounds awesome. Well, that's, that's, that's one thing that when I say, you know, whoever they get to, to do, so. The remake is good. Mm-hmm. I've not seen it personally. I've got it. I just haven't watched it yet. But the remake is fine. It, it does its own thing by playing against type. People have an expectation with Evil Dead, and they played against that and went, and they're like, oh, okay, I can get into this. But with Evil Dead quote-unquote 4, right? Um, even though you're not doing, you're not carrying on the, the story of Ash, we're, we're, we're dropping that off, we're still carrying forward the story of Evil Dead. So we need somebody that can helm that. He may not be in multiple series, multiple movies. You mean a character? Yeah, a character. Or behind the scenes? Uh, a character. Okay. Uh, I mean, a, a, a front man. You know, okay. he, he may not be in multiple, or she, he or she may not be in multiple movies. But still, it's going to hinge on that, in my opinion. Okay. If that makes sense. I get what you're saying. You want some kind of consistency from the original trilogy and this new stuff? Something. To, to okay. let me know that, yes, we are carrying this. Yes, we're changing stuff. <coughs> you know, stuff has to change over the years. Well, and that's, that. that's the genius idea of, and what I think works really great about the remake is, because there's no Ash, mm-hmm. because these aren't the same characters with different actors from the first movie or anything like that, like, they're all new characters, yeah. it's a different cabin, it's a whole new setup, there is, you could easily make an argument that this movie is the same book, different people, different scenario. Yes. And that it could be an addition to Ash's story. This is just, again, another chapter in the, the yes. legacy of the book. You can make that argument. And you can make that argument very, very easily. There's, there's no, there's, there, there is no arguing that point. I, I can see that. 
But what I'm saying is, when you do another movie, like, when you do this project, though, no one should even think they have to make the argument. It should be very in your face that this is a continuation, either in another universe, with another book. There has to be something to anchor it back to the Ash continuity. I'm going to disagree and then agree with you. Okay. I don't think you necessarily need that. I think it can carry just the book itself, the Deadites. Uh, I think there's enough. Because if you look at, like, Friday the 13th, what carries over movie to movie? It's, it's Jason. Mm-hmm. And Jason himself changes from movie to movie. Yeah. But, it's, so, okay, fine. I don't think you necessarily need a character. I think you have enough plot elements uh, that can carry over. You know, reading a passage from the book, something gets unleashed. It's in, you know... It's, there's enough things you can carry over movie to movie that make it Evil Dead without necessarily having Ash show up somewhere or another character show up somewhere. Yeah. That being said, what you just said, here's where I'm going to agree with you, I've always wanted to go back in more uh, and explore the lore of the book itself. Uh, which, And again, I haven't finished all three seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead, so they may, might go into that, but we're given a very brief synopsis in... The, the first couple movies. It's the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, Book of the Dead, Bound in Flesh, Written in Blood, uh, some kind of ancient religion to summon demons. Like, we're given a very basic working knowledge of it. Yeah. But I've always felt, and this is my hope, if they're going to start doing anthology movies or standalone films that have to do with the world of people dead, I want some kind of maybe not origin movie, but creation film of where exactly did the book come from? Who yeah. exactly made it? What exactly can it do? We see it open portals in time and space. Yeah. Uh, it, it can make rape trees a thing. <laughs> uh, it can turn your hand evil. Like It seems to be, and again, I know, it's a movie, so it's whatever the fuck they wanted it to do. Yeah. But what can it do? What are the limits of it? Um, can it send Ash to space to fight Jason X? I don't know. Uh, but I feel like the book itself, and again, I know there's a tight line between exploring it and explaining it so much it's not cool anymore. Uh, that's a very thin line to, to cross, but I'd love to see more of just the origins of the book. I'd even love to see uh, that cabin, that book, before Ash and his friends yeah. get there, which the, the remake does a little bit. There's a prologue where yeah. you see what happens before they all get there. Well, and and in, in, in actuality, I'm going to do some spoilers here for Ash vs. Evil Dead. It's fine. So, Ash vs. Evil Dead across the three seasons. I haven't finished season three yet. I've uh, got two more episodes to watch. Um, but they do fill in uh, a lot of history of the book. Okay. Some history of the book. I don't okay. say a lot. I'll say some. Because some of the stuff that they talk about in season, at the end of season one, when they get to the season two stuff and into the season three stuff, doesn't quite jive a little bit. It's almost like they don't contradict each other. Uh-huh. But it's like, season one's like, oh yeah, now we're going to discuss, you know, the history of the, what's going on now is going to be the history of the book from this period to this period. Okay, now we're going to deal with uh, some stuff that happened to the book from, you know, the 1500s to the 1600s type thing. Okay. So just little little pieces. But uh, at the end of season two, they actually do go back in time to the cabin prior to Ash's arrival. Okay. So... But they change history. So the end of Ash vs. Evil Dead, technically, in my opinion, is in a different continuity than when it starts. Okay. It ends in a different universe. Okay. Which, again, it ends in the book universe. can do that, because the exactly. book is deus ex machina. Uh, yeah, and, I, yeah and, and 
going forward, trickling out little pieces of the book's history throughout each movie would be a good way to kind of run a thread through mm-hmm. the whole thing. Now, don't give us the origin and history of the book all in one lump sum. Yeah, don't one give movie. us one giant expository scene where yeah, someone just no. narrates the whole history of it. Like, exactly. show us. Yeah. yeah. Give us a little bit in this movie and a little bit in this movie. Yeah, don't do the Exorcist 3 where you just talk about everything <laughs> and don't actually show anybody getting yeah. killed. Don't be a movie written by an author and directed by the same author who doesn't understand how movies work. Yeah. God, I got halfway through that Joe Bob and turned it off. I was like, because now I think they're going to start doing where it's only Joe Bob talking, and I'll just go back and rewatch that. <laughs> you can always just fast forward when they when they post them up. Yeah, too. yeah. God, that one fucking that was hard to get through. Off. That was hard to get through. The that whole story boring. about the fucking carp. Why are we sitting there talking about a fucking carp for like, like thirty eight seconds? Again, it's an author, and when you're writing a book, you get to because in, in a book, that's how you get information across. Is yeah. they sit down and they had dinner and they talked about this. In a movie, you fucking show us that. Show us the goddamn carp in the in the bathtub. Sorry, yeah, yeah or the so boring. What was it like the the dogs what, agree too? The dog, yeah, the dogs are pissed. Yeah. I'm fucking shooting shit in the air. <laughs> fucking uh, another thing. I know I'm going off talking talking about dentures, but That's they're talking about do. a fucking glyph on a guy's hand that you never see. It's just like George S. Scott pulls the fucking sheet back. He's like, it's got the same mark. What fucking yeah, mark? Again, again. Because in a book... Pull his goddamn yeah. hand up and show me the fucking mark. In a book, you'd write, he looked at his hand and there was a glyph. But yeah. in a movie, you're fucking... Show it! Yeah. Where the fuck... What's it look like, dickhead? Yeah, Exorcist 3 sucks, is what we're trying to say. Yeah. It's a terrible movie. It's not... The book might be great. It's not the Evil Dead reboot. No. No. The, the movie's terrible. I've yeah. never seen anyway. it. Anyway. Don't. What were we talking about? Don't waste your fucking time. Uh, no, but like one of the things I loved in Evil Dead too is you get a little bit of um, them exploring the castle and finding the book before they go to study it in, in the cabin. Like that kind of stuff was cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the the book as like a, a Indiana Jones style MacGuffin would make a cool movie. Um, I think there's just, there's so many because again, Evil Dead's already shown you can change up genres within this same thing. You because can. again, started as horror, went to action, little horror comedy, slapsticky, went to straight up action, yeah. back to horror again. The show, I, I I think is a good you know depending episode to episode, it can get straight up horror, it can go goofy and slapstick, yeah. it can go more action. So it, across those, these you know, if they want to carry on multiple movies. They can they can how uh, uh, work with any kind of genre. Personally, what I would like to see is an Evil Dead story movie, TV, whatever you want to do, miniseries. I don't care. Uh, I would like to see an Evil Dead story, uh, uh, a period piece set in the seventies. Okay, that's what I want to see. That's that's where I want to go. I want to see Wait, somebody. When did Evil Dead come out? Seventy nine? No, it's like eighty something. It was it was in the eighties. Okay, yeah. Because, um, I mean, because uh, I think the Buick is an 80-something. It might be a 79. 81. Yeah, it might be a 79 yeah. Buick then. But, yeah, we were we were in the 80s. But I'm talking about, like, early 70s. You okay. Know? I want to see some disco bell-bottom fighting. Just because you like you know? the time period? or Well, I like period pieces. It's an old mobile. Yeah, we know. You like There Will Be Blood. We know. 73 yeah, Oldsmobile, don't exactly. Like 73 old, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, there would be... That movie got so little attention. Mm-hmm. It needed... Somebody needs to be an advocate for You just movie. wanted to make period piece jokes you about know. a movie called There Will Be Blood. You know, yeah. <laughs> Wait, wasn't I talking about periods the other day when the Predator got to us? 
Yes, yes, because we had the, the, the female, was a female, the female with, fire team. Yeah, and her menstruation yes. attracted the predator. Her menstruation blood. It's like chum of the water for the predator. Yep, uh, just like bears. <laughs> yep. There's a precedent. I didn't just make this shit up. No, I just, I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to see more Evil Dead stuff not set in modern times. Okay. And I don't want to see it set in the fucking 80s because I'm tired of shit set in the fucking 80s. Well, I guarantee it's going to happen at some point because the 80s are doing great. It's now. already been set in the 80s. It's called Evil Dead and Evil mm-hmm. Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll look at the, we'll, in a few years, we'll look at the 90s nostalgia going, so you look at what's set in the 90s. God. Uh, where someone's trying to look up the book on AOL. You, you know what? 90s <laughs> is, is, is okay, I guess. I, I technically lived through it, but... Uh, <laughs> you technically lived I through technically it? Did you die and we didn't notice, Scott? <laughs> you are an evil that I'd fuck! <laughs> no, but... He was frozen in carbon I'll tell you what, like, if, if I hear one person in a, in a 90s nostalgia anything say all that and a bag of fucking chips, I'm going to go the fuck off. Because that is the dumbest thing. So I thought it was the dumbest... you with it? I, I was the dumbest thing in so, the 90s when I was in high school. So it, did I do that wooden... Cause you the same pain? No, it would Urkelisms? Urkel no, jokes are fine. Urkelisms are fine. But what if it's an? What if it is an? Uh, all that a bag of chips, but it's also an Olean joke. Remember they put the oh, fat Olean, added, God, uh, yes. fat substitute to where the, it made you shit your pants. Yes. It's talking about anal leakage on the front of the chips. Yes. There's only been like one movie. Thomas Jane was in it. It's about he was supposed to get married, God, but yes. then didn't or something. Thursday. What? Thursday. Thursday. I mean, he was. Uh, he's a former robber. And uh, Aaron, not Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, Aaron Eckhart's his partner. He comes back to HUD like, hey, hold this bag for me. I'm talking about different movies. No, this okay, is never mind. Jason Bateman's in it with him. Because Jason Bateman's nope, actually nope, eating the chips. And he's like, mind. those give anal leakage. And he's like, what? And he's like, it says it right on the package. He's like, I think marketing would have caught that. <laughs> so, you know, I, Jason Bateman is I don't know Jason, that. Yeah. I don't know this movie. I will have God, to. God. Never mind. Fuck, look, no. look it up. Figure it out. Okay. But also watch Thursday. It's awesome. Um, okay. But, no, I mean, like, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. my senior year in high school, mm-hmm. th- that made it into our senior year yearbook. The senior class decided this is what they wanted to remember from their senior year was all that and a bag of chips. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? First of all, what does it even mean? What the hell good is a bag of chips? I mean, something is so awesome. It is all that and and... A bag of chips. But why a bag of chips? Why why is why is a bag of chips adding so much pleasure to something? Why are you so pissed off about it? I have because it makes no damn sense. <laughs> it's like sense. turning it up to eleven. Like why do you need to go past ten? Because it's that little bit extra. Because it I, goes I to eleven. I, yeah. they, they renumber the dial. No, but these go to eleven. They, they renumber 11. the dial. No, I, I, I can make it zero to twelve. Hey, look, it goes to eleven. But that was going to twelve now. Though, so just turn twelve. Okay, then turn it to 12. I think you just misunderstand the humor. Somehow. Apparently, because yeah. it makes no damn sense to me at all. As long as someone walks in and drinking a can of Surge with their Jinko jeans and a backwards hat, uh, looking at Pokemon cards, and... So, Koron? Trying to think of... <laughs> yeah. No, not Pokemon cards. Uh, playing with his Pogs. Um, Pokemon cards. Yeah, listening to a Discman. Uh, what's wow. the most 90s band I can think of? Uh, You're asking the wrong. Fucking Spice Girls on a Discman. There you go. <laughs> You're right as rain. Uh, no, but the, you could definitely explore different time periods. Because, again, do we ever yeah. find out when exactly the book was made? To my knowledge, even Ash vs. Evil Dead has not stated exactly when it was written. So you could literally do all kinds of stories about... I mean, it, it could basically be like Lord of the Rings, where you know how many people has the, the ring... The sweetest thing. Yeah. It's not Poontangs. It's something else. Okay. It's Olean. 
It's <laughs> or Olestra. What was it called? Olean or Olestra? It was Olean, yeah. It was the, the name okay. of the, the stuff. I remember yeah. that. It gives you anal leakage. Yeah. You eat, like, multiple bags of that shit, and everybody starts shitting themselves all Extra the anal leakage. I mean, if you've already got some. What? <laughs> this has been an important safety <laughs> tip. You're talking right to check your chip bags. Make sure they don't have Olean in them. And if they do... Get to a toilet. Only well, eat one bag. Yeah, only eat one bag. Don't eat fucking Don't eat five multiple bags. bags exactly. <laughs> you know, people out there eating five bags of shit because you had zero calories. I can eat all this all day. Wait, why is this explosive diarrhea I can't control coming out? <laughs> They're not related. I don't care what you say. <laughs> <sighs> hey, losing weight is losing weight, man. He's got you there. My God. So... Um, any last thoughts on Evil Dead? Where do you want to see it go? Any corners you want to see it explore? Anything you don't want to see it do? A video game? Hey, uh, A Fistful of Boomstick is an awesome damn game. Wait, what? Yeah, it's PS2. Yep, I remember that. Evil Dead, oh, A Fistful shit, of Boomstick. Oh, shit, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Doesn't worry, you have a little sidekick yep, and you can yep. like field kick, goal kick him uh-huh. take it to other places? Yeah, that was fun. That was a I fun all about game. That. That was was a Bruce game. Campbell came out and did voice yes. that, didn't he? Yeah. I was thinking of just a skin for like Time Splitters 2 or something. That'd be cool. Well, there is a there is an Ash skin for uh, Dead, Dead by Daylight. Dead the, by Daylight. Yeah, you can Dead, play as Ash. Yeah, there's an Ash skin for that. Um, although I, I read the description on the download and I couldn't tell if he was a hero character or a killer character. He's a hero character. Okay. Uh, Based on the description, I couldn't tell. That's fair. Dead by Daylight sucks and come at me, bro. I don't care. Her game's stupid. Uh, it's it's. I don't even know what it is. It's it's a um, four on one asymmetrical multiplayer where four of you are survivors. One person's a killer. If you're a survivor, you run around trying to start generators and get away from the killer so you can open a door and escape. And if you're the killer, you try to run around and kill everybody. And they've got different killers with different powers and stuff that you can, you can use and abilities that are all sort of based on certain serial killer like movie stereotypes. And they have some that like um, uh, Ghostface from Scream is there. Michael Myers is a playable killer character. Freddy Krueger is a playable killer. Which uh, I got that game specifically to get the Freddy down, the, the Freddy DLC. And by the time I got it and everything, they had nerfed Freddy because he was too powerful. And, but they nerfed him to the point that he wasn't balanced and he couldn't kill shit anymore and it, the game fucking pissed me off. So. I've, I've played it with some friends before and if I'm with a group of people, it's not bad. But it is, it's just, it's boring. If you're the human character, it is it is so skewed towards the killer. Uh, especially if the, if the killer knows what the hell he's doing at all. Yeah. And if you're playing for, it is such a steep learning curve if you're a new player, forget it, you're never going to get any kills. It's, it's, I hate it. Uh, but people keep going off about how amazing it is. Fuck you, get Predator. I was supposed to say it was not Predators. It is not. Which we could talk about that now, because I think we're kind of done with Evil Dead shit. But an Evil Dead video game would be awesome. Uh, Yeah. I don't know Uh, how you do that now, but yeah, a modern Evil Dead game would be badass. I don't know what kind of game would you you want to do online multiplayer, so it's sort of like you start in the cabin and you're trying to survive? Mm, That's not a bad idea. Army but, of Darkness. But it would be... Uh, <laughs> it's like the two ta- Lord of the Rings of Two Towers, but it's Army of Darkness. Fuck. That, that would be that. awesome. <laughs> but actually, kind of like, uh, what's, what's the Shadow, Shadows of Mordor? What's the, the one we yeah, played? the newer one. Yeah. The guy Fuck, I bought that second one and uh, I never played it. Assassin's Creed Middle Earth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that game is. That's not a complaint. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. Yeah. The game yeah, is awesome. Um, I played that second one. But the problem is, with, with, with that, either A, everything would have to be AI controlled, so it would just be players against AI. Mm. 
because there's no single way for a single player to be the the other to side. The, uh, yeah, however, yeah. however, <laughs> the tree, however, well, we, yeah, the rate tree has to be there uh, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. However, uh-huh. if everybody started, kind of like the, the board game, if we if we took the board game as a kind of a template, if you had let's say five players, six players, whatever, and everybody started out as human, you start searching for stuff, but then there's a mechanic where people start turning into deadites. I like it. Okay. And eventually. You get to the point where, you know, you've got the Deadite team, the human team. You know, it'll either stop and balance out, mm-hmm. or it'll keep going until there's only one human left. You know, uh, something like that. I don't know. Just spitballing. I like, I think even like um, I mean I know it's we've talked shit about it on the show all the time, but uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the the video game, is not a terrible template to do for that. It starts out you're all in the woods somewhere. You're all trying to find supplies and the pages. Yep. And like you said, either 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 there maybe you do start with um, NPC deadites, yeah, and if you take too much damage or corruption or whatever, you become a deadite or whatever, or you know you get too close to the rape tree and now you're a deadite, uh, and then yeah, just to, to you end up changing so instead of just you're dead now and you're out of the game, yeah, you're a deadite now and now you're playing for the other team, that'd be really cool. I don't think there's ever been a a multiplayer like that where you would end up switching sides yeah. within a game like that. But you, you would have to... Because it's usually, okay, you're dead now, sit here and watch everybody else play until the match is over. Yeah, but... I thought there was something where you turned. I mean, now, there might be. Now, now, one thing you would have to get away from, you'd have mm-hmm. to get by, would be... You'd have to make it so that... Because if, if that was the... If it was just that, if you died, or if, if whatever happened turned you into a deadite... And then it becomes deadites versus humans. Then the logical course is everybody just becomes a deadite. Yay, we win every time because there's only deadites. So you had to, you know, balance that. Right. So incentivize people to want yes. to be human, like with Predator, where you, right now you've got a very skewed balance between people who want to be fire team and people who want to be Predator. So they've worked hard to skew people uh, to to get the the Predator wait times yes. down, like the, the daily achievements. But stuff. so if you took it. And so every time there was, um, uh, every time that a player became a deadite, mm-hmm. every other surviving human's uh, stats go up so they get better. Okay. So by the time you get to all deadites and one human, he's got some badass fucking stats. You know, he's, he's the, 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 the last girl, the last man. Which is something yeah. we always said for the, the 13th needed to do, which is if you're the last survivor, you should get a temporary, when then you hit that two-minute mark. Yeah. When Jason goes to full rage mode, you, you as, some, the, as boom, the last yeah. survivor should get a bonus, yeah. Um, whether it's the final girl or last survivor, whatever you want to call it, yeah. And that could be cool. Um, and then, of course, if you actually live and you're the last human, you get, like, you know, bukus of XP and stuff and achievements and... Everything like that. That would incentivize people to stay human. Mm-hmm. Everything like that. It would actually also incentivize people just to kind of screw your buddy. There'd be no cooperation at the beginning. Because people be, you know, we wanted that last human status. So they'd okay. be all doing their own thing. Uh, I think that would make it a good dynamic. That would make it interesting. So now I'm just thinking fluff. So besides the cabin and in the woods, what other locations, what other maps would you want to see? That's smart. S-Smart would be a good That'd one. That would be awesome. S-Smart would be a good one. Um, we get the cabin, obviously. Actually, you could actually do the cabin, mm-hmm. and then probably like a, 
Did you do like an entire fruit cellar map? I was just, just thinking that. I was just thinking cellar? that. Do an entire. So you'd have the cabin exterior, which yep. is you can get to the cabin, but maybe you can't go in it. Uh, you can be in the cabin. Yeah. But, uh, but the, the, the environment. If you did in the cabin, small. I think it would have to be both levels of the cabin. Yeah, something. But that would make it interesting where you're more confined. Yeah. Uh, which, we, again, something else we always wanted on Friday the 13th was a boat map from Jason Takes a Boat Ride. Where <laughs> it would change the dynamics of instead of having open terrain to run around in, now you're confined. Uh, it would change the dynamics of it, so that'd be interesting. S-Mart definitely would be fucking badass. Um... Ash's Ash's trailer park from uh, from the uh, series, from, yeah. From Ash vs. Evil Dead. There you go. Speaking of Ash vs. Evil Dead, too, I've got every time I watch the show, I keep having ideas playing in the back of my mind for uh, uh, having Ash vs. Evil Dead characters and scenarios for the board game. Nice. So I plan on doing that at some point too. You got to have the castle from Army of Darkness. Yep. Just make it a generic castle, so we don't have to get the rights from Universal. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's call it Eric the Red's castle. <laughs> uh... Henry the Red. Henry the Red. Sorry, there you go. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I like that. <coughs> Might have to be a little more creative with the maps, but uh, no, I think that'd be cool. <coughs> I'd buy that for $40. I would. Definitely. So. Yeah. Anyway. I think that's about all we've got for today, unless it, there's yeah. anything, uh, I think you anything we didn't leave on the table? <coughs> There's some skills. Thanks. I didn't mean little table. Okay, well oh. then, <laughs> I believe that is our show this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in and hanging out. Uh, let us. What do you think an Evil Dead game should be like? What do you think of future Evil Dead movies? Uh, what do you think about Evil Dead the board game? What are your thoughts about anything Evil Dead related? Let us know. Um, yeah. That, ooh, that was an interesting sound clip. Oh! <laughs> Thanks for listening, thanks for hanging out, and woodshed. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! 12-gauge double-barreled Remington. S-Mart's top of the line. Shop smart. Shop S-Mart. You got that?